You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host, and today I have with me Liz Sporn. Liz is a friend of Cheryl Marks, who you guys know well by now. Liz is a wife of 19 years, a mother of three smart, sporty, pretty good kids, and two dogs. She's a sister, a friend, and a worker bee. She's a full-time educator, guide, coach, supporting accountants, bookkeepers, and financial coaches with an organization called Profit First Professionals. She's an entrepreneur, a chronic volunteer, singing in the car at the top of her lungs, taxi driver, and wannabe comedian and graphic designer. She's also an early riser. Okay, she lost me at early riser. I was thinking, are we the same person? And then she lost me there. <laughs> Avid walker, hiker, and chef eater, lover of dinner parties and cooking for crowds. Liz, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Joanne. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you. I already know that we are going to have a lot of fun sharing our stories with each other, and we have a lot in common. Tell me what I missed about who you are and what you do. I am coming to you from Morristown, New Jersey. We've been here for about 15 years, and I would have never thought I would be in New Jersey because who actually willingly moves to New Jersey, and I love it. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It is. It's a wonderful place. Who knew? And I have three kids. I have a sophomore, 15-year-old girl, 13-year-old boy, and an 11-year-old daughter as well. Oh, wow. Yay. You're in the fun for the most part phase. Yeah, it's a lot. They're, they're growing up. They're more responsible. They're, you know, their personalities are fully fixed. So we're now wow. saying, all right, let me, I see you. Let's see, let's see how we can make sure we get along. It's a challenge. Like, man, they do not pop out as carbon copies of us. And the the beginning of that whole saga for us is I did not marry a carbon copy of me, thank God, or life would have been super, super boring. But I'm like, how Correct. do I deal with this guy? Furthermore, how do I deal with a baby who's just like him? Like, I didn't real, <laughs> I did not know what I was getting myself into. It was oh, so no. fabulous. I mean, yin and yang is real for a reason. Yes. Because oh, if you God. married yourself, yeah, I mean, ah. Uh. He's um, very much an introvert and I am not, mm-hmm. but he is also one of the most hilarious people I've ever met. So the fact that his introversion, he can use for good and to make me laugh all the time. Oh there gosh. we go. So Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's my dad's <laughs> like that. He is a man of few words, but the few words are so worth hearing. <laughs> yep. He's <laughs> his parent time will make you laugh. <laughs> it's exactly right. My mother-in-law has always called him the one word wonder. Oh, (laughs) that one word cuts like a knife. (laughs) It really does. It's amazing. Okay. Well, let's get to know you a little better with your rapid fire questions. Have you ever met a celebrity? I have met multiple celebrities. I have, it's not like radar, but it sort of is radar for famous people. So right out of college, I moved to New York City with three friends. My aunt and uncle lived on the Upper East Side. So at the age of 10, I declared that I would move to New York after college. Like in 10 year old, I'm standing on Park Avenue and saying, this is where I need to be. So it was like laser focus. We're going to New York. I have no job. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm going to eat, but here I am. (laughs) Here I am. And that's pretty much what happened. So my aunt is an actress and and a singer, and she was able to get me a job at uh, this talent agency where her friend worked. And so I became a receptionist at a talent agency. And so like day 10 of being in New York City, I see Ali Sheedy, (sighs) right? Ali Sheedy from Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire, Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. Oh, uh, wow. 
my head is exploding. And then I'm in the elevator with Howard Stern. And I'm like, what? oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm dying. Kind like of Twilight Zone have d- I moved myself. I mean, it is I'm bizarre. Crazy. And all and then all these other people that you see from commercials and all these things. So I quickly had to cool my jets and get a little more just okay, Liz. <laughs> play it cool. Just, just chill about you. Just play it cool, okay? <laughs> I have a terrible poker face, so it is very difficult for me to do this. But my favorite celebrity sighting is by far one of the most embarrassing. And uh it's that say- <laughs> I'm such a knucklehead. We've just moved to New York. It's about Thanksgiving and it's 1997. So this is right after Pulp Fiction has come out and we see Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke walking down the street. Wow, together. Right? Double whammy. They were Benefer before Benefer, right? So they are, they're together. They're so beautiful. And I'm with my sister, Sarah, who is my best pal still to this day, and my roommate, Sarah. We had just left having dinner with my aunt and uncle. We probably have had a glass or two of wine. And we're walking down the street and we see them and we lost it. We're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, let's go get them. So we turn around and we start to walk basically behind them. And we were trying to get in front of them. We had cameras, so we didn't even have cell phones in 97, as you mm-hmm. probably remember. So we probably have like a disposable camera and we were going to try to take a picture with them. We're walking down the street and there's a tow truck. And I was like, I, I can do this. They go around the tow truck. I decided it would be a wonderful idea to jump over the tow truck ramp that was down. And so I'm like, again, probably not sober. We're a little tipsy oh, at this yeah. point. You know, it was after college years. You got it. Like, thank God I made it out, really. <laughs> <laughs> and so I jump over this thing, but I really don't jump over it. I trip and I end up doing a full on somersault <laughs> and I land on my back basically right as they're walking next to me. So I am laying on the street. <laughs> they You're like, oh, hi, yeah. hi. <laughs> and I look up. The look of disgust on both of their faces was amazing. They're like, oh my God, what are you doing? They didn't say, are you okay? They didn't say anything. Choke her out of here. Oh my God, go away. And they just walked away. And then I look up and the two Sarahs have fallen on the ground as well. Both of them (laughs) in hysterics, both of them wet their pants. (laughs) The ripple effect. Oh my God. And so again, Uma and Ethan can hear them cackling and hear, they're like, what is wrong with you guys? We're in the Upper East Side where people are supposed to be chill when they see famous people. What is wrong with you guys? You're like, we're new. We're new. Sorry about that. We're new. We're from Ohio. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I have lots of those. Like, I have just lots of funny, embarrassing stories for another day. But that's awesome. by far that, my favorite that's why one. we're here. I love it. <laughs> so uh, oh okay, what commercial jingle gets stuck in your head? It's, it's funny. I love that this is a question that you have because <laughs> it's the Folgers commercial. The best part of waking mm. up is Folgers in your it's cup. It's stuck in my head because my job is to try and bother my sister and make her laugh as much as possible. And I find myself hilarious sometimes. 
Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have a sister, but she's my only sister. Yeah. Okay. I have one and only. Yep. Great. Okay. So you get this. I'm two years older. She's always been by far, far more mature. (laughs) People always thought she was the older one because she was just mature and I'm (laughs) ridiculous pretty much. I love it. And so we text and call each other a thousand and a half times a day. And so, you know, the first text usually comes early in the morning. And so one day, I'm, as I said in my bio, I'm an early riser. And so I'm usually up and doing things at about 5.15. And I open the refrigerator and all the Chinese food from the night before that somebody in the late middle of the night eats fell out of the fridge all over my feet, all over the floor. And it's like uh, udon noodles or whatever, chow fun all over the floor. So this is too much for the dog to handle. I'm going <laughs> totally. to I'm gonna have to do something here. And, you know, it's just so horrible. So for some reason, I because it's funnier to laugh at it, I sent a text to my sister and it had a little music note emoji and said, the best part of waking up is when beep is falling out of the fridge and the picture of my feet with the Chinese food all over it. <laughs> And she writes back immediately. It was like, that's hilarious. And then (laughs) something else dumb happened and I cut myself. And so like two hours later, I texted emoji. The best, second best part of waking up is cutting the beep out of your finger. And that began what is now my favorite thing to do is to send her the best part of waking up is X, Y, Z, all of those things. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you need to add that to your little fun thing to do with your yeah. sister. Please may, do. It's yeah, a good we one. We may need to start doing that. That is excellent. Yeah. My sister and I have an emoji that nobody uses, but we use it because it's this perfect emoji of us doing this crazy dance that we started doing when my grandmother was in the hospital yes. dying and we were waiting for the elevator for like 30 straight minutes at midnight. Oh, man. And we're in hysterics because yep. it's just like, what can you do but laugh? So, Correct. Yeah, and that's so all we have to do is send each other that emoji and it's like we're having a this kind of a day. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And I just love the whole picture of it. Like you're going there because your grandmother's passing away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Every emotion is on the tip of your fingers and it's either sobbing or hilarious, yeah, inappropriate totally. laughter. I We're love it so exhausted, much. And the doggone yep. elevator won't come. You're like, who else is using this elevator? It's past midnight oh, at St. Mary's man. Hospital. Like there's, right. we both have toddlers and it's yep. crazy. Some of the best bonds come from stuff like that. For sure. Exactly right. But I also love the shorthand that sisters have. Of, uh, yes, all you need totally. is an emoji. That's it. Yeah. Or the mm-hmm. best part of waking up is. And there's the... so much packed into that. So much history. So <laughs> yeah. much meaning. So much. Yeah. This, yeah, yep. yeah nothing yep. like a sister. Nope. Okay. What is your love language? My love language is going to be gifts. I love oh, really? presents. I love getting them. I love oh. giving them, right? So that's one of them, receiving gifts. I love oh, it absolutely. so much. You're only the second person ever to tell me that gifts is their love language. I don't know if it, people don't like to admit it or if it's just that's, so, It's so funny you said that because that's what I felt. I was like, oh, am I shallow? Because I like, the, I love presents. But it doesn't even matter what it is, right? It could That's be a thing. cookbook. It's the meaning behind it and the, the thought behind it and the feeling behind it. Absolutely. Exactly. I can't, anything. I just love presents. And I'm always so impressed with the giver of a present. And I luckily married a person, his name is Noah, who constantly nails this. He doesn't buy oh. a lot of things, but he buys really great presents. And my favorite one well, he like one year he had a theme, which was connection. And so he bought a portal. I don't know if you know the Facebook portal, but it was this thing that came out a couple of years ago and you could like FaceTime 
with your people. So he bought you buy two of them. And one is, he said, you know, who do you want to be more connected to your parents or your sister? I bought one for them. Who do you want? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the nicest present. You're so sweet, right? so cute. Right. So it was like, well, Sarah and I talk every 12 seconds, so we'll give it to my parents. But (laughs) he also does presents that I don't know I need. So the worst best present was one year for Christmas, he got me a vacuum cleaner. And I was so mad. (laughs) So mad. Seriously, I couldn't even respond. I was furious and I couldn't hide it. Again, no poker face. Like, what kind of a pig pen do you take me for? (laughs) Furthermore, do you think cleaning is my favorite thing to do? And then I'm bad at it. Don't do it. Yeah, I hear you. And then, how sexist are you? What? (laughs) Why do I get that? I mean, I couldn't couldn't deal with it. Like the blender and father of the bride. Bingo. It's not, right? (laughs) And I was so mad. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And then two weeks later, I'm using this vacuum cleaner. And I love it so much. Uh-huh. You're like, I, I am in love. <laughs> Who knew? Is it cordless? Yep. It's the Dyson cordless. Yes. And it I'm is- in love with mine too. <laughs> See? <laughs> he just looks at me because I sheepishly go back in two weeks later. And I was like, you totally get me. Thank you so much <laughs> for this present. And I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I thought it was a risk for me to put that item on my gift guide, but I did put it on my gift guide. But I guess I should put a warning like, be careful who you give this to. Totally. <laughs> maybe give it to yourself because you will love it. <laughs> I was just going to say that give it to yourself. Uh-huh. It is expensive and worth every penny. Oh it yeah, is I've, amazing. We've had ours for three years now and I'm still like, can you believe this thing? This thing is yeah. so great. Oh. The only thing I wish it had was it runs out of batteries too fast. So I wish it had another battery. That's a good idea. I'm just going to get a whole nother one. Yeah. I know two friends who have two of them. Yeah. Why, why not? I just had to buy a new... <laughs> So excited about it too. I have the floor brush, just yeah. the long part. You would have thought that I won the lottery with this new thing. It came, it came from Amazon. I was like, wow, look, guys, it's here. It's here. Look. Hallelujah. <laughs> and every time he's like, told you, I told you you would love it. Such a wise man. He really is. A, a brave man to give you a vacuum and, and just Correct. wait for it, wait for it to land. <laughs> He's never wrong. So that was the other part. He said, I told you, like another example of city, I'm never wrong. <laughs> even when I buy you a vacuum cleaner for Christmas. Oh a silly man. Okay. What was your first live concert? It's Amy Grant. I don't know yeah, if you remember. That was my first live concert too. We are the same person, uh-huh. Joanne. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> That is amazing. Okay, so you're going to, oh my gosh, you're going to love this so much then. Okay. My sister and I joke that every story from our childhood happened in 1984 when I was 10 and she was eight. Every story. So I asked her to confirm. I said, hey, I think I'm going to share this story about the Amy Grant concert. Can you tell me your version? And she immediately goes, I was eight, you were 10. It's 1984, as usual. And I was like, I'm so glad you said that. So every, everything, everything happened in one year, our whole childhood. Anyway, so my mom got us front row tickets to see Amy Grant no with mm-hmm, for the three of us. And then our, we have another, we called our sister, Anna, and her mother. So there was my mom's best friend and then her daughter, Anna. And so we are beside ourselves with excitement. So we couldn't even handle it. I couldn't remember where it was. Like when I was first trying to think about it, I was like, I could have been in a school gym for all I know. It didn't even matter where we were. I think it was in the Cleveland Coliseum. We lived in Ohio. 
front row tickets. So we get there really early. We're so excited. And my sister and Anna, mostly because they were far more creative, and I made something that we wanted to give to Amy Grant. Wow. We made a diorama of the song Angels Watching Over Me. I don't know if you know the song. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we brought the diorama with our names on the back. I don't know. We were thinking maybe she wanted to be our pen pal. Sarah goes up to the stage. There's this big giant man prepping the stage, whatever, a roadie. And she's like, excuse me, sir. Could you give this to Amy Grant, please? (laughs) He looks at her like, um, all right. And he said, leave it on the stage. We're like, oh my gosh, Amy Grant is going to get this. She's going to love it. (laughs) So we're so excited. And then all of a sudden we watch this guy, he's brooming it and he dumps it right in a garbage can. We get it off the stage. Oh no. Jerk. <laughs> we were dying. We were both like, what? No. And he takes the can and he goes off stage and it's gone. And we were oh, beside ourselves. Right. Just, I don't even remember the rest of the concert, but we still can't, I, I can't even listen to Amy Grant without cracking up because <laughs> I just want to see the diorama. I mean, it had angels hanging from little strings. Oh, I mean, like clouds. Gosh. I mean, it was. Sounds like it was a lot of work. I mean, think about your crafting skills at age 10 and 8, yeah, and you are like on point with your cardboard box, and you've wrapped it in oh construction gosh, paper. Yes. And there was maybe some glitter. Oh, for sure. So much glitter. So, oh, oh cotton balls. I mean, all of it. It was amazing. Oh, I love it. So that was just the first of many. I believe that my concert when I saw her was 1984 as well. Must have been the same <laughs> tour. Probably. I went to a Christian school in fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and there was a girl in the grade below me. I can't. Oh, her name was Abby, and she was a beautiful ballerina. And she, she came. And, it didn't occur to me that she was going to do this. We were just there, at, like on a with some school friends, and I don't remember what song it was, but she went to the front and started like dancing on point ballet. And I don't Whoa. even like in my mind she's in pink a pink leotard, a tutu, <laughs> but probably not. Probably just in her regular clothes. <laughs> But- nope, much funnier to picture the tutu at the concert. <laughs> I'm like, where'd that, where'd that wardrobe change come from? <laughs> you prepared. And then, but they put a spotlight on her, and Amy oh. Grant commented about her dancing. She was very, very good, very, like, yeah. you know, really beautiful dancer. And I was like, this is incredible. I'm practically famous because I know her, you know? <laughs> How quickly it becomes immediately about us. About us. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I am so cool. <laughs> She's a good dancer, but do you see what's happening to me right now? I'm famous. Yeah, like I brought her here. I'm older. <laughs> you didn't if you wanted to know. <laughs> oh, Amy. Oh, Amy Grant. Oh, Amy Grant. As you know, the point of this podcast is to share more embarrassing stories like we've already started to share. Great. Great. (laughs) So not only do the listeners remember they're not the only buffoons on this planet, but also to demonstrate how connection can be forged when we share these because it's there's nothing like laughing together about something embarrassing that has happened to one or the other. So correct. What do you have for us today? Okay. So I heard on one of your podcasts, somebody said, I told my family I was going to be on this and they said, how are you going to find one funny <laughs> story? Like you were do so many things. How are you going to narrow it down, sister? 
<laughs> How are you going to narrow it down? The kids each had their own like three. They're like, mom, are you going to say this one? How about this one? This one? I was like, nope, nope, nope. But thank you. So this is my favorite one because, you know, it's good if it's you still laugh 11 years later. So <laughs> yeah. I'm setting the scene. I am seven months pregnant with my third child. Oh, boy. And the other two children are two and four. And they're super cute, but super little. And again, third child. So I am not the sweet pregnant model that some people are. I am a beast of a human. <laughs> so I'm a giant. Heavily, heavily pregnant. Man, it just everything went out the way. I'm like, yes, friendlies, ice cream sundays every night is what needs to happen. <laughs> just know that. And so we decided to go camping. Um, and this is my fault because when we were dating, I lied about a lot of things that I liked, like camping and mountain biking and skiing. Oh my I just gosh, was. I did too. I was like, uh, yeah, I love to bike. I love uh, to fish. Mm, I, yeah. So uh-uh. Scott took me down a single track and I practically ended no. my life. And I was like, I, it turns out I don't really like to do this. He's like, thank God, because you're terrible at it. <laughs> do you feel like you said it because maybe if you said it, you could be good at it yeah, or like you it? You want to. You think that the world is your oyster and that like anything is possible. It's not like I was lying. I just realized later, yeah, <laughs> Turns out I really don't like this. I really don't like it at all. I find mountain biking on trails to be the most terrifying thing that anyone can do ever. I hate camping. When I fish, I was like, please don't catch a fish. Please don't catch a fish. I don't, I don't want to hurt the fish. I don't want to look at the fish. I don't want to touch the fish. I don't, I just don't, I don't like fishing. Turns out. Don't like it. Nope. I tried. Don't yeah. like it. So you were so, still, you were still carrying on the charade or at least you were trying to like camping. I was trying to like it. And, you know, in theory, it sounds fun. You know, the kids are little. It's beautiful. They can be outside. It's all about snacks, right? You're just like, (laughs) can we get a bucket of KFC? Then I'm in. This is the type of camping we're doing. And the worst camping was when we like hiked in two miles and that's, and there were, a bear ripped all our tre- like a tree down to get our food. Like that's not what we're doing. That was terrible and terrifying. This is We're driving to a very crowded campsite somewhere in New Jersey, and we have our friends with us. So we have another family of friends that we travel with regularly, Randy and Teresa. She is also seven months pregnant with her third child, and their kids are three and five. So we have four kids that are five, four, three, and two, and two pregnant moms. Because that's fun. That that right there is bold. It's ridiculous. And that was the the second of two from that summer. We're like gluttons for punishment. I don't know what's wrong with us. So we're going camping, blah, blah, blah. First night, everything's fine. So the first morning, the kids are little. They wake up super early and it's too early and they're loud and they're tense all around us. And so I was like, you guys, you need to be quiet. Shh. And I'm a big shooer. I'm always up early, but I shoo them away. And I'm like, go play on the playground. Get out of here. And they go and they play and then it's worse. They're just louder, right? Because now they're on the playground and now I'm giant and grumpy. And I roll my giant body out of the tent to go shush them. So I stomp over there. I picture that like, here's this giant monster walking over and yelling at us. I'm yelling at babies is what I'm doing. Like I'm so mean. I'm just yelling at these little kids. Thank God no one is videotaping me because they'd be like, you are a terrible mother. I'm like, This I- is exhibit A. <laughs> Exactly. So they look at me like I'm crazy. And I was like, I'm going to go make breakfast, but you guys be quiet. Basically stop being kids and having fun and doing what uh-huh. kids do. 
And for the record, I'm wearing giant pajamas, right? So giant shirt, <laughs> <laughs> giant pants, like it look terrible. I'm like, in case you're picturing a cute beach ball tummy with a adorable yeah no no <laughs> giant pants gi- and i am like i never wear those clothes in public so i'm already just like embarrassed that i'm wearing my pajamas out and it was just a hate camping i just hate it i hate all of it so i have no shoes on i turn around and stomp back so i can like go make coffee or get stuff ready for breakfast randy is up our friend is sitting on the bench like trying to wake up and as i'm stomping back i fall in a oh. hole <laughs> I fall in a giant divot, and in my memory, you can picture King Kong falling in slow motion, like the ground, (laughs) slow, arms flailing, everything's jiggling, shaking, like every, it's horrible. The whole thing is just horrific. It's awful. And I go down hard, and I am like, I can't believe what just happened. I'm in shock a little bit and I start crying and I don't really mean to be crying, but the pain was so big. And I was so like shocked into this after screaming at these little babies. Your adrenaline was already so high. (laughs) So nuts. So I fall, I'm laying there, I'm freaked out. The kids are like, they're starting to be freaked out. And I look up and Randy has run over and he goes, oh my gosh, are you okay? Oh my, and he, the look of terror on his face, you know, it was bad. Everything was shaken up. I don't think I landed on my stomach, but it like, I just keep crying. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. He's like, are you okay? I said, no, go get Noah. Get Noah from the tent. Said, no, it's my husband. So he like runs over to get Noah. And now people are starting to look out of their tents because <laughs> something terrible is happening. <laughs> so he comes over and Noah you know, he looks at me. He's like, oh my gosh, are you Okay. And I said, I don't, I don't know. I think it's broken. And we pretend he's a doctor. So he's like feeling around and he's like, oh gosh, it's really swollen. Whoa. Okay. And you know, he's like, can you get up? And I said, no, I don't think I can stand. It hurts so much. And I can't stop crying. He's like, do you think you can stand up? And I said, no. And he said, okay, well, what should we do? And I was like, you know what? Just let me, let me just lay here. I'm sure maybe I'll just crawl back over to the part bench. <laughs> Best part of waking up is falling in a hole. <laughs> After you scream at your kids. And so he's trying to figure out what to do. He's like, so hold on. Let me just, let me, let me see if I can pick you up. And I'm like, um, no. And sidebar, I was a really chubby kid. So this is also my nightmare is having anyone try to pick me up. I will never do piggyback rides. Like just, I don't do that because it's so horrible. Like I'll break their backs. All of my friends were these little baby gymnasts and I was like, this is a chubber. And I was like, this is terrible. No, no one can pick me up. And he's like, no, I can do it. And I was like, sweetie, that's ridiculous. And he looks at me with the most beautiful face. His eyes were huge. And he's like, do you know how strong I am? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he is pretty strong. Maybe he could. He's got big muscles. You know what? Okay. <laughs> Let's go for it. So <laughs> he gets down and he puts one arm under my knees and the other arm under my my arms, you know, and I have my arms around him and he goes, okay, you ready? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. And he's like, one, two, three. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> If you could see it, you would see I have not moved even one inch. 
And it was my nightmare coming true, but pregnant (laughs) in front of everybody. So I start laughing so hard. He starts laughing. Randy fell off the bench that he was on because he couldn't believe what just happened. We are dying. We are laughing so hard because you're like, this is horrible. And I was like, oh my God, I knew it. I knew you couldn't do it. I knew it. (laughs) And miraculously, praise God, I was like, I'm just going to walk back. And I like, I hobble. He puts his arms. (laughs) It's a miracle. You know, go to the store. He gets some ACE bandages. The ankle is gigantic. I am mortified. And you're going to be shocked to know that we didn't go home. What? We stayed camping. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) I know. I'm really too nice. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Because he's like, it's not broken. I mean, we don't have to go. It's like, what? It really hurts. Why can't we go home? Why? Randy made me a walking stick, which was hilarious. (laughs) So here I am with this giant walking stick. Mountain men to the rescue. (laughs) God. So then we stayed. And my favorite part, like I think as hilarious as that whole thing was of not, I'm not even moving an inch. Like he couldn't even lift me half an inch off the ground. I was a giant beast of a human is that anytime I got quiet for the rest of the weekend, somebody would start cracking up because we would immediately start picturing it again. And then somebody would just be like, (laughs) and all of us would lose it. It was, uh, to this day, whenever we see them, it inevitably comes up pretty regularly because it's just so stupid. And Randy is actually the one who gave me the image of slow motion King Kong, but he's like, because your shirt came up and I saw everything. Oh, no. (laughs) Saggy thing. <laughs> Every <laughs> giant, <laughs> ugly thing that no one needs to see ever. <laughs> oh, Lordy. So that's my story. That's the worst camping trip ever. But has, <laughs> have you been camping since then? No. No, actually, that's not true. We actually did go back. We went back, I think the one that was in utero at the time, her name is Elliot Jane, was probably five. And we went back to the same place and we recreated it. And I put it on my Instagram. I recreated him trying to lift me up. And the hole is still there. The hole (laughs) ground is still there. Oh, man. Yeah, good stuff. The indignities are just (laughs) endless, aren't they? Ridiculous. So again, I said this was the second camping trip, just a real little quick one. The other camping trip we went on, I'm pregnant, Teresa's pregnant. We have another friend and her kids are two, five, and six months. So now we have more people and tons of little babies. And we thought, again, this would be fun. And that first night we were there, someone broke into our campsite and stole all the chocolate and the beer for some reason. (laughs) So... Terrible. That's criminal within criminal. We're right. I was like, I can't have the beer. And all they want is the chocolate. So our friend Randy's brother heard the guys. They were drunk college kids, right? So it's not like real robbers. They were just other campers. And he starts chasing them. And he's like, Noah, Randy, help me. And he's chasing them. <laughs> Noah and Randy are both like, uh, no, we're not going to help you. <laughs> not worth it. So they stayed in the tent and we, I was, you know, it was hilarious. They are chasing. You can hear them. He's like running all over, cursing, waking everybody up in the campsite. I have to go to the bathroom so much. And we are so far away from the spider infested bathrooms 
that I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's like, just go to the bathroom outside of the tent. And I was like, no, I'm not going to have my giant tush in the air for everyone to see. And so I said, oh, maybe I'll just use a diaper. And so, <laughs> so I did. Brilliant. And you're going to be surprised because I don't know if you know how much a child's diaper holds, but it is Ain't no diaper big enough for, <laughs> for a pregnant lady's midnight bathroom break. <laughs> so I go, I'm like squatting over this, you know, the <laughs> diaper. But I love it, but it's so creative. Thank you. So I'm squatting over it and I just, I'm, now I'm like, I can't, what's it, once you turn on the faucet, it's not turning off and it's overflowing. It like, now I've basically peed in the tent is what I've just done to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, this is awesome. River oh, is mm, 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 it was terrible. And so I throw out that diaper and I was like, give me another one. Hey. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Oh, this is oh, okay. He's, I, say, I think in hindsight, he's like, I guess I should have gone chased after the robber because this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Tattoo for oh my god. That was a rough year of camping. It really was. It was a rough summer. It was a rough summer. And the fact that I am still married to this man who doesn't let me go home is amazing. So (laughs) he has all kinds of crazy ideas. He really does. He really does. (laughs) So the moral of this story is that your husband's eyes are bigger than his stomach in many ways. Diapers can hold pregnant Mm -hmm. pee. He thinks he can pick up a woman who's seven months pregnant with her third baby. I mean, do you know how strong he is? Do you know, Joanne? Do you know how strong he is? deny him. You're like, oh, you believe in yourself. You really are. You know what? You are pretty strong. You're right. Not right. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm so glad that you're laughing about those stories because they are hilarious, but not at the time. (laughs) Well, the next morning for sure. The faster you can turn something like that into a good belly laugh, the happier person you're going to be on this earth. Amen. Exactly right. to talk about life hacks. Do you have a life hack that listeners would like? I guess I don't know if this is a life hack, but it sort of is. Okay. So I I work and I've worked for my whole life and I love being a person who knows a little bit about a lot of things. And so I can have conversations with anybody. Like for example, yesterday I was a poll worker for the first time for the election day. And I love being able to have like quick conversations about everything from financial things to sports to politics all over the globe. And so inch deep, mile wide, right? Yep. So there's a magazine that my dad got, my sister and myself, probably starting in college. It's called The Week. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's like a smarter version of USA Today, but it's on a global scale. So it has like the best of every important article, every important event, every important thing in the US and beyond that happened. And it is very digestible. It it has everything that books and recipes and the best of the worst of it was a good week for like silly things, very digestible. It's one of my favorite magazines and they make a kid version as well. It's a great present. I'm more about like experiences and events. Love it. What have you been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too? 
I always read two or three books at a time because I was in book clubs and for fun and just for work and all this stuff. I'm reading right now Under the Scarlet Sky by Mark Sullivan. It's a book about a World War II Italian boy named Giuseppe or Pino Lella. And if you read Unbroken, it's very similar to that mm-hmm. story where you just can't stop reading it. You can't believe this happened to a person, let alone an 18-year-old kid. And it's set in Italy. And so just visually, you know, the imagery is beautiful, but it's World War II. I haven't read a lot of World War II books lately. We put ourselves on a hiatus. We're like, no more World War II dead babies. We can't do it anymore. Like I can't, can't handle it. But so this is fantastic. I do it on Audible. It's 25 hours long and I can't stop listening to it. It's amazing. I have some credits on Audible. I'm so excited. I'm going to go download it. And then my other one is The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes who wrote Grey's Anatomy. I've heard her interview. Oh, it's it's amazing. She's so candid and honest and hilarious. And she narrates it anytime that author. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but she's Ooh. even more amazing than I thought. And I don't actually watch any of her shows. I'm not a big TV person, but I obviously know all of the shows and know who she is. But it was just um, it was a lot of really deep, insightful things that you're like, oh, she sees me. She's talking about me in there. So that's a good one. Awesome. And then my last one is music. I love Casey Musgraves. She has a new album called Starcrossed and it's beautiful and sad and amazing. Golden Hour is her last album about love and when she fell in love with her husband. And this unfortunately is about the ending of her marriage and it is amazing. And her writing is phenomenal. What's one surprising thing about you nobody would be able to tell just by looking? Uh, that I love Afro wigs so much. Oh, you do. It's like, I love dressing up. I love Halloween. Any I, opportunity and, to wear an Afro wig. Yeah. And I've always wanted curly hair my whole life. And I have very straight hair. And so I couldn't even, like, perms didn't even really take. And so, right, so I couldn't even fake it. And they're ridiculous. Like every costume will have a wig, whether I'm a clown with a big Afro clown rainbow wig, or I was mustard a couple of years ago. My husband was the kosher hot dog and I was mustard. And the mustard costume needed a blonde Afro wig. I don't know why, but it did. And I needed it. We'll top it off. And I just bought two more wigs for this Halloween. One is this giant, most beautiful brown, like seventies Afro. And I want like, that's actually the dream is that, and I can never have it. No. And I wore it around the house for like three or four hours this weekend. It was so happy about it. <laughs> My kids were like, you are so nuts. Like what's wrong with you? We used to go on girls trips in our twenties and early thirties and someone would inevitably have costumes or wigs. I were weirdos. And I wore an Afro for the entire weekend. Like I was a fully different person. <laughs> Not sure why, but I do. I love it. I just want that hair. That is adorable. I I love it. Is there any chance you'd be willing to send us a picture of you in one of your mini Afro wigs for the show notes? Oh, of course. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, tell the listeners where they can find you online if you are findable. I am on Instagram at Liz underscore Sporn, which is an unfortunate last name because it has the letters P-O-R-N in it. And mm-hmm. so most people I don't let into my Instagram because they happen to be older men with no oh, images yeah. and all followers. <laughs> They're just following people. 
was really upsetting. And I was like, this is why this name stinks, man. I should have kept him a call. <laughs> so that's my Instagram handle. And then Facebook is Liz McCall Sporn. Oh, you went from McCall to Sporn. That's I know. Funny. It took me three years. It took a long time for me to do it. I really, oh, really? sticking my heels in. Yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> They can't make an appointment yet for some reason. It's really backed they're, up. They're blocking me. They're, they're saying no. I don't know why. They hate me. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Well, Liz, you truly are one of the rare guests that's made me blow my nose multiple times during the interview. <laughs> I feel so honored. Thank you. Because when I laugh, I cry. And when I cry, my nose runs. Yeah, it's more information than you needed, but I just want you to know if there was a trophy for it, it would be on its way to you. <laughs> Yay! Oh my gosh, so fun. Thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. You are amazing. Thank you for doing this podcast and, and trying your hardest and your best to connect us all. I appreciate that so much. Oh, thank you. Those are such kind words. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm exhausted. <laughs> that was so much fun. I feel like I just had a workout. Liz and I are definitely going to come back for episode two. And after we stopped recording, she also said that she would send me not only a picture of herself in an Afro wig, but a picture of them recreating the fall at the campground where, where the hole is. So I will be putting those in the show notes. Make sure to go to fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 131 for all the links we talked about and those pictures of Liz. And then in January, Liz and I are going to talk again. She had a couple stories we didn't get to. Also, shelfies make awesome Christmas gifts. Go to shelfieshop.com, that's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com for anybody who likes a little bit more support and coverage than just a no bra situation when they're lounging around. If you use the code FANCYFREE, you get free shipping anywhere in the continental United States. And if you have questions regarding what size to buy, if you're gifting somebody some shelfies, email me at joanne.shelfyshop at gmail.com and I will love to chat with you about it. Or you can contact me through the contact form on the website, shelfyshop.com. If you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. It is our private little slice of the internet. We have so much fun over there. We share mom fails and embarrassing stories and just things that you wouldn't necessarily want to share with the world at large, but are definitely fun to laugh with other women about. The question of the week this week is, tell me your experience with camping. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I definitely have a camping story for you guys. And we will do it this week on the Fancy Free Facebook group. Have a wonderful week. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look.